You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the Boss Hawk of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 169 of East Central Indiana's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I am joined by uh, just the one co-host, uh, Dakota Davis. And producer Chris Guffey is on, uh, he called in engaged, so my bride is uh, running the mic. Today's episode features uh, J- Jeremiah and myself joined by... The man who started it all, Mr. Chris Spangle. Chris is the uh, person who runs the We Are Libertarians network, the network that we are on. If you listen to the show regularly, then you hear We Are Libertarians ads at the front and the end of every episode of Boss Hog of Liberty. The bump. We need a new bump, by the way, dear leader, because uh, yeah. it's still promoting Tad Talk. Yeah. I need a new bump. Strange. I thought I gave you one. Did no. you not copy it down? Oh, this is my fault. This is going to go in the this review. Is going, this is added to the list. This is uh, the, this is our yearly review. It's the one time of the year that Chris Bengal decides that he's going to make the journey over to Newcastle, Indiana and be on, be on uh, the most successful uh, podcast other than Wall on his network. I can't so. believe he's not listening and uh, auditing our work. If, if he thinks he gave us a new bump and he didn't do it, I'm, I heard, I'm, I'm sad for you. I listened to 13 minutes of last week's show on the right here. <laughs> Before I got a very important phone call, uh, I heard the, the, do, 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 you're listening to the We Are Libertarians at the beginning of it. I thought, I swore I heard the right one at the beginning, but maybe I'm just, foolish. maybe it's the one at the end that's wrong. Oh, the it one at the end the is very wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we'll handle that. Thank offline. you, Guffy. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be talking to Chris about, uh, well, the fact that I think that on your Facebook page, I've seen you called both an, an, extreme right-wing person and also an extreme left-wing person on the same day. We're going to talk about the dynamic that goes into that. We're going to talk about masking up in stores and the fact that there's no stage five for Indiana yet. There's no stage two in Henry County, by the way. Do they sell masks here? Because I haven't seen one yet. They have them at Kroger. Yeah. (laughs) That's a new release. In Walmart. We're also going to talk about what happened to the coins. There's a coin shortage in the United States. and uh, I have an update on that, too. Okay. And uh, then we might get into some local gossip and the planning commission meeting that <gasps> was happening tonight at the end of the show. And how you all made the wrong choice. So make sure you stick around to the very end of this show to uh, to figure out what that's about. I handle rejection well. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so this show is supported by Patreon. Patreon.com. Uh, this show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're oh. here to push your boundaries and make you things into you, Sometimes you just... we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully... You will always 
learn something Jeremiah expects new. to just be able to have dead air on a show and someone not fill it. You'd think that you wouldn't be 169 in. This We've is, been doing this three years, Chris. This is as sloppy as day one with the board <laughs> that you sold without my permission. <laughs> Your board. Oh, I need to write that down to the... <laughs> No, that was on last year's review. You can't hold that. That was 2017, 2018 mm, problems. No, stuff. yes, you can't I can't. Ca- there are no carryovers, Spangle. No, not in my petty world. He's got to write this stuff down. I'm from southern Indiana. That's how we do it down there. <laughs> He's got to write. Johnson County. Ooh, southern. <laughs> Knox County. You have to bring up stuff from the past because he doesn't listen to the show to That's bring exactly up present. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. But Truth. this show is supported by the folks at patreon.com slash boss hog of liberty. That is where you can go to pitch in every month and get bu- special bonus content. We give you show notes before every episode so that you can follow along and figure out what we're going to talk about. There's some helpful links in there, too. That's where we get our information from. Uh, we also have these... Uh, we have special gifts coming out. and uh, uh, These are unauthorized. And if these are political buttons, they don't say who paid for them or authorized them. They're so not I think political they're gonna, buttons. I think they're going to get fun. you fine. But they do say, I support animal husbandry in image form. <laughs> if you don't understand that, you need to listen to this week's Patreon, which means you need to join at any level. That's right. Patreon members that sign up and give their address, that is the, that is your basically your only... Uh, if you didn't put your address in Patreon, then I, I can't send you stickers. So If you, if you yeah. think you're supposed to be getting one, send Dakota a DM and he'll yeah, get you. You have to give me your address, otherwise you're not getting one. But you're going to be getting a special gift in the mail. You know, sometimes we just do that for people who support this show mostly. Just, just for fun. Yeah, just fun little gifts that randomly show up at your doorstep. If you donate at $50 or more a month, we give you a shout-out at the front of every episode. Those folks are Craig DaCosta, Chris Lamb, Christy Avery, and our favorite car dealership manager from Andy Moore Buick GMC and Fishers, that would be Jonathan Phillips. He sold two cars to me, two cars to Dakota. It's a tie right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spangle. I just Come bought. On, I just bought one from Westgate. I'm, I apologize to Jonathan. Shame. Yeah. What the hell, man? But when I was looking for a car, Jared was like, "I've got a guy." Wait. I was like, "I've got no transmission." So I've always got your guy's guy. too far. Push, know, pull, yeah. or drag. Fishers, Fishers is not, Fishers is not far. far. You could have walked. You you the, take the red line. Red I wanted to live. I, listen, I'm from Plainfield. I wanted a supportive Plainfield business. <laughs> and also, Christy Lee had a connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, so now Christy mm-hmm. Lee's more important than me. This is going yes. to your review. <laughs> I Hall see how fame. it goes. We also have our T-Chip stores still online. T-Chip.com slash B-H-O-L-1, B-H-O-L-2, B-H-O-L-3. That is where you can go and get all of your sweet, Masters sweet of brand merchandise. Name. Yes. It's easy. You want it simple. <laughs> Good to remember. And if producer Chris is here, then uh, usually he would put those in the live stream comments. So he's that you probably can have watching from link. home and he's no, just going to do it. From he's there. watching from here because I'm logged in as him and I didn't realize it. Uh, so wait well, a minute. Maybe you're logged producer- in on his Facebook page. I just went to <laughs> <laughs> interesting information. Maybe uh, mm. producer Sarah Morrill could comment. could figure that out. Figure, figure out, out how to add those put put links in the comments for. All I'm saying is watch for Chris Guffey to for be canceled after 9 p.m. tonight. <laughs> so uh, we also are actively looking for advertisers on the show, as we've said the past couple of weeks. Um, we need to uh, make sure that this show stays on the air, but we want to make sure that we can help support local businesses as much as possible, especially with the COVID-19 situation going on. We have a nice uh, brochure that we can print out for you, and it's got all of our listener demographics. We'll, we'll print downloads. it for you because we live in 1998. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> because Dakota, can, Dakota will have meetings. Dakota will have his grandson come over and print it out. <laughs> Bobby yeah. can come by on Thursday at four. <laughs> I just can't figure this dang thing out. I just don't know Always how to tear off me the little the sides of the printer. Hold on, let me print that for you. <laughs> That's where, are the, where are the printer ribbons, Audrey? <laughs> God. All right. Uh, are we through it? Is it or can we start the That's show it. now? That's everything. All right. Thank you guys very much for your support. We like to have fun. All right. I'm told this we're having cumbersome. a cumbersome. Now I'm I know told, how, now I know how your listeners feel. I'm told <laughs> I'm told we're doing very well. We're having a great time. <sighs> I've been dreading this. Yeah, I scheduled you like 3 weeks ago. I'm like, "Hey, Spangle, you're going you're in Florida and uh that's that is uh Ground zero for the the shitstorm that's happening. I brought you guys let's, back a present. Let's bring you back to Henry County. We made you quarantine. <laughs> we made you quarantine for a couple of weeks before you came by. Uh, but now you've been home in state long enough that it's safe to visit. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I had it in late March, early April. So you know, that's what everybody says. The yeah. the pink eye, not that hard, and the sweating at night. That's not related to COVID that I've had in the last three. It's nights. not that hard to get a test to find out, get the antibodies, and, and know if you were good or not. It's free. Hard to get a test if you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I'll get an antibody test at some point, but it's also one of those things. It's like you probably have to have like three, right? Like it keeps coming positive, negative, positive. So. I don't know. Best I, two out of three. Right. I've given up on, on trying to keep up. You've retired from the pandemic. Uh, I, I, <laughs> this is when I jumped off the bus. Okay. All right. And we're going to get into it in the mask thing in, in a little while, but when it was, don't wear a mask, they're not going to help you. Nobody needs a mask. Only medical professionals need masks. Then it's, if you don't wear a mask, you're a terrible person yeah. and you can't be out Don't in public. Don't try to explain this to him because I've tried to have the I, conversation I like get six it. times. I, 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 I get know. it. His male I, fragility is, is I, at risk I, here. I'm wearing the damn mask. I'm playing <laughs> I'm playing dress up with everybody else. I get it. But it's the, it's the you got lied to in the beginning because there probably yeah. is some science for it. But if you want anybody to believe the government, <clears throat> that, that's your perfect example of, of why the hell they're, they're a mess and you, they shouldn't be trusted. I, I'm wildly different than most libertarians in that I do believe the pandemic is real and I did not share the pandemic video. I don't, I don't think that you <laughs> have to be anti-virus to be anti-state. Uh, I think that obviously when you have 136,000 Americans die in four to five months, that's a significant disease. My mom was a nurse in the ICU. Uh, you know, I know that obviously if you get this and you have underlying conditions, it's an extremely aggressive disease. It's got a higher death rate than the flu. It's, it's got a higher spreadability rate than the, than the flu. It's obviously very serious. Right. Uh, Nobody's discounting that we've had a Jim, uh, Jim Pruitt was a guest on this show. He passed away from it. We understand how real it is. Co-host Chase Payton, his dad had the, had yeah. COVID nineteen. It's very real. It's the government telling you how to behave or what to do, and having the authority over it is the problem because exactly. their, their rules change constantly. So that's where I'm like, all right, do the best you can, try to get through it. it I, that's I, exactly I, it. If so, you want to know why we have a spike right now? It's because the the way through this from the beginning was to you had the greatest public relations campaign for a public initiative in the history of probably the world because every media outlet on earth was talking about the seriousness of COVID-19. Stay home for 15 days to save lives. Yes. Stay, pause, stay home 15 days 
We're on day right. 140. You had the NCAA, the NBA. You had all these companies voluntarily doing it. You have uh, you had everybody voluntarily. Like I was making plans to start working from home. Like everybody was in on doing the right thing, getting through this, knowing that we had to to flatten the curve and get through what we needed to get through that that first bit. But the the public conversation was the deal we're making is we're going to buy time for the right. medical system to keep up so that there's ICU space and there are ventilators. Exactly. That because, was that was the grand bargain. Because what what you saw in China and what you saw in Italy and on the Princess Cruise was very real and that in March was the only data that we had available. Well, when now we have um, an inordinate amount of testing in the United States compared to other other countries, you have a t- tremendous amount of data. And the disease that we were afraid of in March is not the the disease we're dealing with in June. And there's, uh, you know, uh, so, <clears throat> breaking news. Yeah, uh, we're halfway through July, buddy. Oh shoot! <laughs> so the, the, it all runs together. I've been in my house since March, other than one week. Um, but the, the realities are that this is still a serious disease, but there also has to come a time when normal life has to resume at some level and the trade-off like not, not the, the, we'll get to the government in, in a minute, but the trade-off is to keep people safe. Let's wear a mask. Let's do social distancing. Let's avoid certain big meeting spaces. How long we do that? I don't know, but you going to the Indy 500 in uh, three weeks. If I have a ticket, absolutely. You know, like I, I look at it and I go, I went to Florida. Like we, we were going to delay our trip a year. Then they said, we opened Florida today. So you're no longer eligible for a refund. And we said, guess we're going. Cause that was a lot of money. And you know, it, we were in a house on the beach. We went to restaurants a few times. Like it was, everybody's wearing a mask. Like I went to a comedy show Saturday night. Everybody's wearing a mask. Everybody's staying socially Were the comics distanced. wearing masks? No. I mean, if you were sitting at the table, you didn't have to. But there's certain places where masks are not necessary or even effective. Like if you're in a store wearing a mask, it's not going to protect you because the reality is that if you're shopping, you're not going to get it unless there's some, uh, what's called a super spreader in the store. It's the store clerk who Those has really seen tall people. Yeah, right. It, it, the store clerk who's seen 55 people in the past hour and has that repeated exposure and is taking a heavier viral load. That's why you're wearing a mask. And so what I find to be amazing is the people who tantrum about wanting to help other people. I guess I shouldn't be surprised that people are selfish. Like I, I look at it and I go, all right, if this store wants me to wear a mask, it's polite. I went into Target today without a mask because I forgot it in the car. I did not go back out and get it. Like there, you know, but by and large, when I was in Florida, that which was the first time I had been out in months, I wore a mask a lot of different places. Like I don't think that because like it's not about me, it's about the other people that I'm around. And I know that this, the deal with the masks is that it's 70, it cuts down on the transmission by 70% because what really spreads the virus is the droplets. Water droplets. It's us talking and spitting and sneezing. And, and so it's like, you know, you've seen the thing about if you pee your pants, you'd rather pee your pants through your pants so it doesn't go everywhere. You know, and so the, the masks are really a way to slow things down. And so in my mind, like well, I heard it was like putting up a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes. <laughs> Listen, the virus is not, you know, this is, this is a very light thing that I'm wearing. It's, it's not going to stop me from getting the virus. Like, but the, the, the thing is, is that when you introduce the solution 
of government telling people what to do and we're going to force you to do things, it adds another dimension and creates more of a problem. Because all of a sudden, when you tell people they can't go to work and you tell people they have to wear a mask and you tell people that they have to do this or they're going to go to jail, we're going to find... We are an ungovernable people. We are made up of the most rebellious elements of every other nation on earth. That's how we started. We, we have been indoctrinated. I'm looking at a giant flag. Like we've been indoctrinated with the idea of individual liberty from the very beginning. And what that does in, in a majority of citizens, but especially a certain element, is activate that rebellious attitude. Well, now I'm going to do the opposite. And in the age of... I'm sure listeners won't want to hear this, but the reality is that the Russians, the Chinese, the Iranians, the North Koreans are our enemies in the world. Take advantage of our free and open internet and our social platforms and this particular set of challenges that we're facing. And they use that to drive a certain measure of propaganda. And so a lot of what the anti-mask stuff is, like if you've seen that image that everybody's seen it, you know, where the N95 is 99% effective on viruses. And then it goes through the six different types of masks that was made by a Chinese mask maker. And it's completely false information. It's not real, but I've shared it. Most of your listeners have shared it and it was created and spread by Chinese propaganda firms in an effort to get Americans parroting essentially propaganda so when somebody who has the actual facts about masks go no you're wrong you go f you i so it's a lot of what's happening in the the conversation around race around masks around covid is just fed by uh, places like the internet pro- research agency internet research agency and so it's driving us all mad i mean harry on our show always says if you want to be driven crazy get off the internet but Here's the thing. If, if, why do you stop at a stop sign? All right. For my own safety. For your own safety. Somebody's coming the other way, man. I was in, I was in the ocean two weeks ago and I'm looking up and there is a giant black cloud coming towards where I am at in the Uh, ocean. Dark cloud. Thank you. And it's lightning and it's thundering. And I got out of the ocean. I didn't need the lifeguard or the sheriff to drive by and go, Hey, uh, just to let you know. I take personal responsibility and understand what is coming and what, what is good for me and what is good for my family. And, and, you know, I don't wear a mask for any other reason than I want to help other people. It isn't because the government tells me to do anything, but what, what you do when you create the force, when government is inherently forcing you to do something or you face jail time or death and, uh, it, it, it creates, it's like govern. It's intervention of any kind. Intervention into foreign policy. Intervention into the markets. It creates it creates perverse incentives and trade offs that we didn't want. So one of those is that the second states started opening up, everybody thought it's safe to go out now. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's been. A, you, it was all Indiana has tried to do a very good job of being yeah. data driven. So where we live the state accepted it was almost acceptable losses of we know we're going to have data climb or the number of infections climb that's correlated to the number of tests that are given as well right uh and then it it has been we see alarming infections in other areas around us so Mm -hmm. two and a half weeks ago governor holcomb said 
we're not going to go to stage five. Indiana had this five level plan. Everybody says, well, well, this state is on stage, whatever. Everybody invented their own rule book, right? 50 states have 50 sets of rules and and they have sub areas. So when we say stage 4.5 is what Indiana is now, they're about 80% of the way to good or 90% of the way to being fully open. Indiana was supposed to be at stage five and then they invented the stage 4.5, which there are very few things that are not fully functional in Indiana yet. Yeah. Bars aren't open, nightclubs aren't open, that kind of a deal. But you mean, it's basically all indoor venues that are affected by stage four. If, if you want to have a party with more than 250 people, your local health department now needs to say, yeah, okay, we think you're doing a good enough job of, of social distancing. Yeah, like I'm going to Orange Theory, which is a gym. And I know you go to the gym. Orange Theory isn't doing anything because the government is telling them to do something. Orange Theory is setting things up the way that they're setting them up or Target is doing the things that they're doing for the good of their customers and the good of their employees. And also a little bit of wanting to look the right way, wanting to do the right thing. Public opinion plays because a factor. If they did that. nothing, then everybody that went to Orange Theory would be like, I was at the gym and they didn't have any hands. Yes. And around. you wouldn't go back. And so, you know, in Target, I was literally the only person in the Target today at the Southport that didn't have a mask on because I forgot mine. And I got a lot of looks. And Why, so, well, next week, Target will start to have complimentary masks at the door. Yeah. It, so, so, Menards, Menards has been forcing people to wear masks for months, and they have them at the door for you to buy. A little, and the meltdown is hilarious about it. So, it, you know, the here's my thing. I, I look at it and I go, a lot of what this year has been about is that if something is not happening to someone personally, then they don't want to think that that exists and that's real. And that's like the most selfish way to live your life. And it's sort of, I, I pick on the boomers a lot, but that's the culture that we are, we are trying to exit out of. And as millennials start to build their own culture and, you know, there's a book called the fourth turning that talks about generational cycles and millennials are part of a we cycle versus the me cycle of the boomers where they had the wealth to change the world. And they built home shopping network and Applebee's, you know, and hey, we, We've, Applebee's is a neighborhood-friendly bar. That is one yeah. of only three major restaurants in this town. We will not allow you to crush it. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, do I get this Pizza King receipt? Uh, va- like, do you validate? Uh, you turn that into producer Chris. Right. I drove by Pizza King on you the way here, and I wondered if you were there. I was. Every time I come on the show, I go to Pizza King. I know. It's so good. What did you spend? Like $42 over there? Uh, well, I thought you were paying for it, so yes. <laughs> um, you can't get out of Pizza King for less than 30 bucks. Yeah. Like, the people complaining about the masks and, and Black Lives Matter, like, they're all of a certain age that I've seen. And it's just yeah. like, you know, like... You're not from around here, are you? <laughs> no. no, but I, I tend to look at it and I go, there, there is, there shouldn't have been a government shutdown. You know, my barber was exactly right. He's not a Republican, but he's sitting here going, I lost out on two months of employment. I didn't get my employment check. I didn't get my unemployment because they took too long to process it. And by the time they got to me, I could go back to work. So they didn't give me unemployment. So I missed out on that. And then I see all the protests and I wonder why they get to do whatever they want. And I didn't get to work for two months. And so the hypocrisy around by epidemiologists and the media around the protests, which are perfectly valid. I support those protests, but it, the, the messaging on it was certainly hypocritical. Mm -hmm. The Tulsa rally is bad at the exact same time. NBC is posting in the next five minutes, an article saying, the, the George Floyd protests are good. 
And so, so what the, that does the, is that just means the, people don't take this stuff seriously. The state of Indiana has been saying, and, and it's partially to protect what's going to be the biggest gathering of people on the planet this year, mm. the, the Indianapolis 500, really? expecting 175,000 people, right? But the state of Indiana has been saying you're 17 times less likely to have the virus spread if you're outdoors. Absolutely. Right. So that that's a part of the conversation made in a with, lab with the right. with the riots and the protests of these guys are outside doing it versus having an, a, something in an arena. Yeah, there, no, then that's totally true. Like I knew that there there the, there have been a couple points where I've gone, okay, we'll really know what's going on in two weeks. The first was the anti lockdown protests. There were 500 people. I drove through the crowd in like, Indianapolis uh, and yeah. there was no noticeable spike because I wanted to see what it was like for my own eyes because I've done enough right leaning protests to know that the media is not going to tell me the truth. So I drove through that crowd. Wait, wait, back up. You didn't <clears throat> uh, saying you drove through a protest crowd is uh... I yes, I drove through. <laughs> it was it, you could drive down the street. Um, no, I did not do it that way. Uh, it, <laughs> you're going to get canceled. Uh, I'm going to release. The, I'm here to protect you. I'm going to release when the you, old logo of the show. When, if you don't care. when you, when you say something, get you in trouble. I just call time thank out you. and help you clarify. Um, that's two. You owe me so far. Thank you. Uh, so it, not that anybody was rushing to step up and not say, that I anything got wrong with that. COVID at this rally, but you didn't see one, one death or one case from it. It was outside. Nobody was wearing masks. There was zero distancing. You know, you, you look at the, the protests for George Floyd. Everybody was outside. They were wearing masks. Everybody was fine. Like, yes, there are spikes in younger ages, but the reality is the death rate for people in their 20s and 30s is very, 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 very small. And well, that was one of the things that I wanted to bring up, um, and we're moving down on our show notes here, was that... Turn to page two of your hymnal, everybody. <laughs> The uh, the cases are climbing. Yeah. Deaths continue to fall. Right. Now, I'm seeing that it's because young people are getting fed up with staying at home. Yeah. And they're returning to work, and more young people are getting it, and they have a higher tendency to survive. I'm also seeing that the people who had the greatest chance of uh, succumbing to the virus uh, already had it and mm-hmm. did succumb to the virus. But then I'm also seeing that it's just because the people who are getting it now haven't just haven't died yet. Well, I, here's my fear. And so if you look at Italy, if you look at China specifically, China was weird. Like it blew up bodies in the, in the hallways. And then all of a sudden it was gone and it never hit here as hard as we thought it would. And there's a lot of research into vitamin D being a key component. Vitamin D is something most people, most people are makes fun of me like every week because I talk about vitamins on this show. Dude, just go outside. Now, if if you <laughs> you should supplement one thousand I use for every twenty five pounds. It single handedly changed my seasonal affectation disorder. Like my mood in the winter time is much better because of vitamin D supplementation. But have you just tried going outside? I, I go outside all the time. In I the work outside time. and I take it. Yeah, and so <laughs> the the reality and you just make expensive urine. But that's fine. Go the, ahead. The, Whatever the, makes you happy. The I'm darker the skin color, the the harder it is to make vitamin D. And so the the black community good. has been yeah, you're very <laughs> guffy. I'm you're very doing fine. Pale. <laughs> and so <laughs> my fear is that when we get when everybody's not outside and everybody the only thing you can do right now is go to a park. So mm-hmm. you're everybody's outside more than they normally are. 
Like when we go to the well, parks see, on the that's weekend, what makes it weird about Florida's cases being so high. Yeah, it's it's specifically it's a sunshine state. It's also uh, uh, the higher everybody's going to. It's a massive parks. population, and we've had Florida has had an issue where people from Indiana, like Spangle, yeah, have been. I've had so many friends on Facebook on beaches in Florida Absolutely. in the last month. Yeah. Right, it's summertime. People are out of school. They know that school's probably going to be coming back, so people are saying the hell with it. I've been cooped up. I rented this place. Florida's open. Yep. I've got to go. I can't get my so money they're, back. They're in St. Pete. They're in Orlando. Yep. They're in St. Augustine. They're in Miami. They're going to Florida and they're going to just say the heck with it. I'll do my best, but I'm going to live my life. Yeah. And a part of that is that the restaurants are open. The bars are open. Things are happening and events are events are happening. Libertarians just completed their national convention in Florida, like, in Orlando. Yeah. Republicans are Jacksonville going next month. Right. So the, the, the story, cause I was asking people while I was down there and the guy said that the big, that St. Augustine hadn't been hit hard, but they had one instance where a girl was from a family that had it. She had taken the test that day, didn't wait for her results and went to four bars. She was a server and should have known better. And she was responsible for 90% of the cases in St. John's County in, in March and April. And so it's the, so it's pretty here's, sad that she felt the need to have to go to work though. No, she didn't go to work. She went out for fun. So oh, like okay. the, the county said she was a server. I assumed that she was, no, I was it, it, that she, she should have known better, job. but she that's probably educated. where it came from. Yeah. So the problem is what happens in the, in the winter time when nobody's getting vitamin D, everybody is cooped up in their house. You you've got lockdowns again, but the lockdowns aren't happening in March when people can go take a walk that it's happening in January and everybody's going to treat everything like COVID. If you've got a cold, the flu, whatever, it'll all be COVID. So my fear is, A, that not for more lockdowns, because that will be horrible for the economy, but that some, that maybe it comes back as a buzzsaw in, in a second wave, like in 1918, where the, the Spanish flu kind of circulated around the country and then all at once just lit on fire in that second spike. So, so. how we, we talked about how, like if we were prepared at the very beginning of this, uh, how well were you prepared for something like this to happen? Not at all. Uh, you know, I think for me it was, I was never personally afraid of the virus. I was afraid for family members and friends that, that were in the at-risk categories. I was more afraid of, of some form of societal collapse uh, because people were, people were losing their minds and like I didn't have, so I recognized like kind of that first week and started telling friends and they all thought I was insane. I was like, no, you don't understand. Like everybody's going to the store. That's why toilet paper's out. You're going to have a tough time for the next few months buying baby food, diapers, meat, you know, like all those staples that you had a hard if time. You buying. don't have a reasonable in store stock yourself. Yes. The the supply chain is not big enough to deal with it. Exactly that's right. The, and that's why we caused it ourselves and the it fed upon itself. It crazy it was just like a run mm-hmm. on the banks in the thirties. Exactly. Instead right. of a monetary run on the banks, it was a run on toilet paper and meats and, and goods and, and canned else. goods and a lot of which is not back. And so knowing how people play this stuff like I I knew like I don't have enough food. Like what what if it gets, what if it gets bad? Do I have, cause in China and Italy, they were literally locking people in their houses. Like my friend from high school who lives in Spain, they were in their apartment for 87 days and did not come out. 
And so if that happened to me, did I have like rice or beans or whatever, you know, so I got stuff like that, that if, if that was how the American government would handle it, I was prepared. Uh, it turns out that they did it the worst way possible, which is (laughs) didn't stop the virus, but also didn't we stop the to, economic collapse and, and the bleeding and yeah you know yeah. We, we had the worst about both worlds we weren't serious about either the, the so my I my problem was is that I've always been a little bit paranoid and I've always been a little bit of a prepper yeah and I've always had um, I've always had emergency stocks of water and water purification I've made sure that there's enough calories in the house for Audrey and I to survive two months yeah and but then I realized after this I'm like Oh, I have enough calories, but I have MREs and bit long and (laughs) this isn't, I don't want to live like this. No. And I don't think that we will ever get to that point. And, and the reality is that the, the short term measures like PPP and $600 a week and some of that other stuff worked and it, and it stopped some of the bleeding. The long term problems with that is when my dad graduated high school ends at the end of this month, right? Yeah. When my dad graduated high school, uh, a car was $5,000. When I graduated, it was 25000 Now it's 35000 Like, that's the long-term effects of printing your GDP. And so we're at 12%, whereas Japan yeah, is at you, 40. You made, like, uh, I don't know, $8,000 a year, and now you make $350,000 a year. So it's fine. <laughs> no, unfortunately, wages haven't changed since 1972 in, in real time, and the cost of living has rapidly increased, and that's a big reason why we have so much social Damn. unrest. Damn, well, so. that's Nixon's fault. Yeah, so th- the reality is that we have so much more that they will print that you will never see yeah, mass... A lot of other things also have gone down with cost of living. Yes. Television. Just, uh, Except for DVD steak player. And shake. I found a DVD food. player that costs yeah, like $190. Food. Even your... Even your groceries. Yeah. And the ima- average American spends significantly less to feed their family right. now than ever before. In and a lot of that is because of GMOs and improved farming techniques. Let's and be careful about trying to be the food authority in Henry County. Okay? I love GMOs and I put it on everything. So I, I love don't know GMOs what's wrong with you and being. I love vaccines. Let's get this party started, boys. Yeah. Boy, you guys were prophetic with that Doughboy stuff, weren't you? Mm-hmm. And so have you... Have you started doing anything else? If there's going to be a second wave of this, like you're saying in January, I'm enjoying my life. I'm going to parks and you go to holiday park in Indianapolis, for instance, or Garfield park. It looks like 1919 oh, there's on one a thing, Sunday there's afternoon. There's one thing missing down there. Yeah, so I have, now. I have 60 cans of canned food. Do you, think that's, <laughs> now? you think that's what happened is people went to the park and said, why the hell is this here? No, I, I, well, no. <laughs> I, honestly, people knew about I, it for a while. I I had no idea it was there, and then I knew about it from I controversy saw, five years ago. Yeah, I saw your post on it, and I was like, "Why do we have a prisoners of war memorial for Confederate traitors in Indiana?" Because yeah. of because I'll give you the very short answer. We we did a whole episode All on right. it. Yeah. Episodes, yeah. That's fine. I, I'm people just, in the North were racist then too. <laughs> Uh, weird. <laughs> well, weird how that works. All right. So, so we've seen this tick coming up in the last couple of weeks. The states around us have had their numbers that going up. Indiana's had slight increases in hospitalizations. Um, so the, the state of Indiana's pushed pause nationally now that this has happened and we've seen the second spike begin. The world's largest retailer and the biggest retailer in this community, Walmart, did the unthinkable. And they said, I know that 75% of our stores already have to have them because of local ordinance. But now every store in the Walmart world, every Sam's Club, every Walmart, you got to wear a mask. And they were the catalyst to 
everybody else now saying, yep, okay, we're doing masks. You didn't give so, us your full opinion on masks earlier, so now we're going to hit it. Well, so we're going to go Walmart. Well, Walmart, yeah. Walmart did it, and this is the this is. Can the we go back to me? Sector. Let's get back to me because yeah. we missed all the fun part. We'll get, we'll get there. Well, you did that yourself. That was self-inflicted. Yeah. That's also in your review. Yeah. Uh, but it went... Walmart did it, and then later that day, Kroger immediately said, yep, okay, the yeah. world's largest grocer and florist. And then today, CVS says, oh, yeah, yeah, masks, go. Yeah, we're on board with masks, and I think Target did too. Meyer is about the only major- Kohl's. And Kohl's did it, or they Yes, Kohl's did it as well. Well, I, I don't there's quite, a lot of Kohl's I, in this town, so they're dead to me. I, I don't quite get the whole thing about, like, like, nobody bitches about washing their hands more using hand sanitizer. Nobody's really mad about the temperature check. But I don't, what is it about the mask that is specifically irritating to people? It's going out of your way and having to go buy or make something that takes a lot of time out of your day. And it's something that's usually not readily available. Yeah, but you wear pants. Hand sanitizer. Pants are readily available. Do you know how hard it was to find a mask? Do you know how hard it is to find a mask? It was easier to find a mask. During the first three weeks of this, when people were buying them off the shelves like crazy it's just easier to call it a hoax isn't it it is easier to call it a hoax but it's not <laughs> 15 dollars at walgreens super easy now now back in yeah. at the very beginning when i was getting the, my sewing machine out and uh, stabbing yeah. myself with a needle wow. on accident totally ineffective though feel how light this is that doesn't looks fog, like doesn't that fog looks my like, glasses that looks like it came off of your running pants and you just cut yeah, them off exactly right yeah <laughs> you can make a bob baba goosh or, i don't know what it is all you have to I, do uh, is buy I, a pair of convertible pants and take off the legs yeah. i uh, good. have a monthly subscription to uh, persona um they're a vitamin company a supplement mm-hmm. company and they'll deliver all of your supplements on a monthly basis and you get a nice little it's like a bark package. box with uh with powder they've also the past couple of months started sending me surgical masks with my nice vitamins. it's like you're so, in the cocaine of the month club yeah. or something <laughs> it's great Touch you here. can get this viagra you can use moment. the link on my facebook profile and you'll get 25 dollars off your first month and i will <laughs> also get 25 dollars off my next month total non sequitur i've been listening to the mark martin podcast and he just released the story on how he got the viagra sponsorship and he was very very insistent that he would never have to admit that he used the product <laughs> i love his instagram it's just nothing but it's all boomer stuff rich man trailers and then he's telling stories about his history and now it's uh now he's like i'm 61 now i'd take the free samples but when i was 41 hell no yeah like the thing about retailers requiring masks is like it, who cares who cares if they want <laughs> if you they want you to wear it like it's the same argument that we all had yeah. about ba- bake Straight the gay up, cakes go. you know it's yeah. like it's up to the business to decide who and how they serve people. And if you don't like it, you don't have to go there. The public perception has changed though. I think that the point is, is that this week it's now socially unacceptable to not wear it out. Yeah. In this community where we are sitting right now, two weeks ago, if you wore one in Walmart, it was kind of 50, 50, it was, or less right now. And if you wore one into rural King, Oh man. Yeah. Still, I wore one in rural King and I was the, I had, some of the employees didn't even have masks on the rural King. Okay. Yeah. If I, if I wear a mask in a rural King last week, I was the one guy. Now I, I don't know if rural King's going to say, Hey, we have to do it or not, but it's, we just had this click this week that, if you don't wear a mask outside, now you are the outlier. I, I agree with that's, you. That's what. That's why this is an important time. Yeah, like I'm taking the revolutionary approach of not caring. Like if somebody wants me to wear it, I'll wear it. But I'm not going to sit here and go on my Facebook and make these long diatribes about just wear a mask. You're like not nobody. Car- you're not going to carry a card that says I have a right not to, and it's a safe or that, that guy either. Don't you know that makes you a sheep? Yeah, like the, it's the, it's it's a symbol of obedience, Chris. Yes, that and the, then the people who are like like my friend who's the super liberal 
she dated a former podcast that I used to go on. And I, she just posted something so obnoxiously liberal about masks that I replied that I am burning mine and I'm voting for Donald Trump. <laughs> if you're ever this condescending on my Facebook feed again, I will delete you. President Trump appeared in a mask this week. In public yeah, for like the first time. It's I think a lot of it does go da- go down like Joe Rogan said it best. He goes, people don't men don't like to look like they're vulnerable to something. And so if you have a mask on, it, it hurts your, it make it's, it's fragility. Like the thing that I'm finding on the, on the Craig DeCosta just posted a sheep gif. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's maddening to me. And it's just like, this could that hilarious whenever, whenever Joe said that to, for those that don't know, Joe was on a podcast. It was a Bill Burr. Joe Rogan, the guy from News Rogan, Radio. Yeah, and <laughs> Joe Rogan is talking to Bill Burr. Bill Burr says that he wears a mask, and Joe says, that just makes you a bitch. Yeah. And he's uh, trying to get... It was so funny because uh, he's trying to get Bill Burr riled up because Bill Burr has like the, the greatest rant podcast in the history of rant podcasts, better than Mark Maron. And you could tell what he was doing if you listened enough. But then Twitter. Oh, they, they yeah. Rogan is the, the the final boss of cancel culture because he's willing to have conversations with people he disagrees with. Is it Joe Rogan or Joey Coco Diaz? And then nobody knows. Joe, Joe made Coco Diaz. Like, True. You know, it's Rogan. Spotify will be under immense pressure the second that Rogan goes on the Spotify platform if they're not already. The second he has a perfectly... Biggest podcast Centris- of the world is going to a single platform. Yes, just to Spotify. And so he'll have on Steven Pinker, who is not controversial to rational thinking people, or Barry Weiss, who is a centrist, who is the, the recently resigned... Centrist. She's not really centrist. She's very left-leaning. She, she's a lesbian from Brooklyn who is... I don't think she's Orthodox Jewish. Like She, she is from that like elite cultures... You know, and she is somehow controversial. Like, what is sort of insane to me, and in, in this is the worst election year of my lifetime and the ones that I've followed. Oh, they're all terrible. Yeah, but this is extraordinary. But it's bad. also the most important. Don't he, waste your vote. The, the thing about the coronavirus and the panic around it and the fear that was kind of instilled in all of us in the beginning has now been transposed to the world of ideas at an even greater level. And so now people are afraid of the term anti-racist. People are now afraid of cancel culture. People are now afraid of Barry Weiss and what she might say. People are now afraid. People are very worried about words and ideas and they can't kill you. It, it, if you don't, if you don't take them too seriously and you just go, it's going to be okay. I appreciate that you feel that way. I disagree with you and move on with your life. Nothing can happen. I had some of the most leftist professors you can imagine at IUPUI, and I remained the college Republican president. I did not some, become indoctrinated because I chose not little, to. Let's propose. Different. If, you have, if you have a public official and he makes a blatantly racist post on Facebook. Yes. Like about AOC, maybe. Yeah. yeah and right. Ilhan Omar. Right. Yeah. If you have that situation happen, it's a, that's not cancel culture that's coming after you. That is constituents that feel like you don't do a proper job at representing them because you have an implicit bias against who they are and the you, color yes. of their skin. So part of the conversation around race that's happening that probably has not hit Henry County yet but is coming your way that makes people very uncomfortable 
is that when this is what the last episode of wall was about when we came out of world war ii you had a predominant points for self-promotion you had a, a predominantly white culture that didn't allow much media representation beyond white faces and if there was black representation they were in a servant's role you had three news outlets, and Walter Cronkite, who was number one, ended the newscast with, and that's the way it was, as if that's the way that it was. And so now in the internet age, you have the ability for more diversity to break through, more intellectual conversations to happen. You have, you have a world that is saying millennials are 40% multicultural. You have a future that is multicultural. Because the reality is that the world of your county commissioner, who is a former high school principal... Councilman. I think you're, you're referring councilman. to a council person. Yes. The person that should not have been elected, it should have been the man in front of us. Uh, that guy is upset that the world that he grew up in is going to be different for his children. But that doesn't mean that the world is going to be awful. You know, like, I, when, when I look at... When I'm over at Miss Pat's house, you like... Don't her kids deserve to see people in commercials that look like her or them? You know, like, don't they deserve to have you want to see, see a world that's representative? Of, yeah. Of, of, and of sort of what's what's happening right now is saying that, you know, some guy got just absolutely railroaded on Facebook last night because he made an anti-gay post about the new national chairman of the Libertarian Party who's gay. And he said, all right, I'm out. And everybody was just like outraged that he's upset that he can't be a good chairman because he's gay. Well, not for nothing, but when Rupert ran on LGBT rights 10 years ago for governor, a lot of libertarians were saying exactly what that guy said. It's just that the world has kind of realized that you, you can be an effective chairman and be gay. You don't have to just be straight. People, you can, you can have are, a loving marriage. A, people were concerned that that was the issue you're leading with, right? Yeah. It was – do you if you're trying to reach people? Do you want that to be the tip of the spear? And I, the new Joe Henchman, the new chairman of the Libertarian yeah. Party, he is he's the chairman of the party and is great at what he does and right. brought the party together. It was yes, he happens to be gay, but it's not because he is gay. He yeah, but that, it's right? it's the discomfort with <clears throat> right. But I think the, that's what the people, orientation. That's that people what people have with. have warmed up to in the last ten to twenty years. It's is, because there was uh, like we were talking before the show was because there is ignorance. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you don't have to be a man to be an effective leader. You can be a woman no. and you deserve to be a leader who isn't judged based on your attractiveness and your sexual value. Like that's the conversation yeah. that's happening. And that's not to me like threatening because I, I look at a liberal society in the classical liberal sense of the libertarian tradition from whence we come in that, there needs to be space for everyone in a society for it to truly be free. And the government's role largely has been to keep minorities and the other marginalized out of the arena of education or economic competition to protect the position of the predominant culture, which was white. And it has certainly gotten much better. Yes. But that does not mean that the effects of that have gone away. Exactly right. The, and that the, is what we takes, talk about. It takes generations to fix that. Exactly right. And that's what we talk about when, you know, you hear buzzwords like systemic racism. Yeah. Those, that, that's all that means. But the problem is, is that you, you get a lot of people who just don't understand it. And maybe it's, maybe it's their age group. Maybe it's because they live in a small town, Indiana, and they don't, 
and the only influence they have are people like Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder. And they they have no friendship or real connection to a, a person of color to, to have these conversations with. And so everything just gets shaded as some Marxist plot to overthrow society. When in reality, no more, there has never been a, a, a left leaning takeover of this country in terms of the way it, it, the, the, the real takeover has come from reactionaries using red scares to take over. I'm reading this book right now about DC Stevenson and the Indiana clan in the twenties. And he ruled this, this state with an iron fist through the Republican party, by the way, um, by scaring people that the Catholics were going to take over the government and the Pope, they literally spread the conspiracy theory that the Pope was building a temple in Cincinnati and that would be his home base to take over Indiana as if Indiana was the thing that the Pope wanted to take over in this world. But it, it I is a mighty fine target, but to, to, to people that's, that that's K- real. I always forget the KKK handed Catholics. Uh, yeah. And it, because in Indiana, there weren't many blacks. There were enough Jews and Catholics from Eastern European uh, countries that had just immigrated to scare the pants off of people in Indiana because all of a sudden the, the person who had been here for generations was competing with jobs from people that had just immigrated here. And so the, what the Klan recognized in the 20s was an opportunity to scare white people into hating the Catholics. And in the 1925 legislature, they nearly outlawed Catholic schools there. They ran on separation of church and state. They ran on making a flag mandatory in every classroom. They, they banned religious headgear from schools, you know? And so fear of the other is, and, and is a very common they ban religious headgear in schools carries a different thought process right. now than what it did then. Yes. Then it was directed toward Jewish people. And nuns. Yeah, and Catholics. Yeah. Now, if you said, we need to get rid of religious headgear in schools, you would be talking about a hijab right. or other Muslim customary articles of clothing. The last group that was going to come and take us over. And that's a great point. That's because the point. Is it's a continuous cycle. Yes. But Osama bin Laden it's always what's different. said, there's no way we can take on America. America has to destroy itself from within by fighting each other over bull, sh- bull stuff. And that's sort of what's it's happened. After eight. Yeah, you're in clear. Now. Okay. Um, what, what we've, the Kronk kids are in bed. You're, you're go for launch. What we've really done to ourselves, we let Osama bin Laden win the war. And we are letting Russia and China win the war now with this culture war BS. And the reality is that this country was founded on e pluribus unum, out of many one. And that the idea that people come from different cultures, different countries, and they work towards a single idea to make a country great, and that unity is our strength, has been completely lost because we've allowed it to be lost because we want to let these politicians and media figures lie to us. In reality, it's it's an actual betrayal of the American values that we say we 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 truly believe in. Like it's it's a shame to me that we have let ourselves lose what's special about America because we want to give into hating what's, each other. What's special about America is that if I take a twenty dollar bill to a store and I pay in cash, I get coins back, mm-hmm. and now that's over. Mark of the beast, man. It's over. I've gotten it's a cashless society. And it's wrong. And it's yeah. just happened in the last week. How the hell did COVID take away our quarters, Dakota? 
How am I going to rent a shopping cart at, Cro- at, at the Aldi? <laughs> Aldi. I, I didn't know this until um, Citizen State Bank had a short blog post. Actually, it wasn't very short. It's actually kind of a. You boring. seem like the type of guy that reads your bank's blog. It was a. I. It was sent to me by Mr. It Moore was in the show here. notes. In the show prep. Yeah, there's a. One there's of us actually show prep to it. during the week. There's a link to it in the show notes if you uh, are a Patreon member. I didn't know this, but the mint, the U.S. mint, um, to ensure social distancing, reduced operations, and they thought. What is the one piece of currency that Americans use the least? Yeah. Coins. So they said, if we're going to reduce, then we should reduce coin production. And uh, over the course of three months, coin production was reduced 20%. And then you couple that with the fact that uh, people were staying home and everybody has a change jar at their house and they weren't going out. And Last week's guest, Mark Brim, admitted today on Facebook that he's been putting uh, coins in his mattress at home since March. So I'm quite sure this is Mark's fault. And then also... I throw away pennies to help with inflation. There are coins uh, that are stuck inside businesses that were forced to shut down. And also, <laughs> uh, help talking about pennies, Americans throw away and they wind up in landfills $62 million worth of coins every year. He thought he was joking, but we throw away $60 million a year. Jeez. Just yeah. throwing pennies in the trash. $62 million bucks gone. Do you have a change jar at home? Yeah, but I don't have any change in it because I use my debit card for everything. I have a change jar, and I've decided that because of the coin shortage, I'm going to do my part. And I ordered some coin sleeves <laughs> on Amazon, and I'm going to roll them up. But because of the coin shortage and everyone else having the same idea, <laughs> the coin sleeves on Amazon that are prime aren't going to be at my house until July 24th. Dakota, do you not use uh, First Financial? Mm, I think the LP did, but I don't know. Because they will take your coins. All you have to do is... Well, Star Bank won't. You have to... I'm I'm tired of big Coinstar plotting against America. Coinstar steals your money. Yes, First Financial doesn't steal your money. Because you are one of their users of the bank, one of their customers, I guess, you Hmm. get to use a coin sorter for free, and then they just put it in your account. I love that Purse String Potter thinks that a service fee of $0.10 is stealing money. It is. Also, yeah. they AJ, don't say Canadian AJ Chandler. AJ Chandler does have an excellent point. Who the hell counted the coins in the landfill? Yeah. How did they, how do we, why do we believe this news from the government? We, they lied to us about masks in the beginning That's and right. now they're lying to us about this. Damn it, AJ. Remember yellow cake? You got it right. How the hell do we know how many they lose? They probably say, well, we haven't seen these in circulation for a while. So I guess yep. this, they've disappeared. They're gone. We assume they've been thrown away. Really, just have guys like my grandpa, and whenever he died, I found like we found like fifteen mason jars full of wheat pennies. Uh, that's <laughs> cash. That's cash money. <laughs> we got a wheat penny back at Dairy Queen the other day. I was like, save that. Uh, there's a lot of wheat pennies. That was ridiculous, and a bunch of uh, have you- a bunch of. I so Buffalo nickels. The first time I thought this, I thought this was a joke a week ago. This coin shortage right. thing. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I went to Kroger, and I for the first time in like two months, I paid with cash. And it was, would you like to to round up? Would you like to round up to give money to Riley Children's Hospital? Yeah. We don't have the change. I'm like, well, that's a really smart deal. It's like, a great it's, idea. It's, that's a that's a fantastic idea because what asshole is going to say no? I know you have a coin shortage. Give me the money. No, my 82 cents can go to Riley and it's that's fine. It's a great idea. I had somebody else do that too. Yeah. What, what blows my mind are the people who are like, this is the, listen, I'm not for a cashless society because I don't want traceable money, but this is not 
the introduction of a cashless society. This is not the mark of the beast. We all read left behind. Right. And you know, you can't, you can't get any, you can't pay for anything. And like there, but the second that there's a perfectly logical explanation, some of us waited, some of us waited for the Kirk Cameron movie to come out. Okay. Yeah. Like I read it. I listened to the sound, the sound, uh, the, the audio books of it. It was great. But it's like allowed to read it. Everybody's freaking out that this is the this. Uh, there is a perfectly logical explanation for why this is taking place. We don't need to think that this is the ushering of the mark of the beast. No, it's the it's a conspiracy again. Yeah, it's uh, Art Bell, man. Art yeah. Bell told me. Yeah, again, rest Ed, in peace. That Ed Bell, Art Bell, Ed Bell, Ed, Rex Bell, all the same. All thing. the bells, all, all the bells. <laughs> conspiracy theorists. Rex Rex isn't running for anything this cycle. He's gone full anarchist. Like he, it's like reading Thomas Knapp every day. I love it. Rex is uh, Rex has developed a character throughout this thing too. The first time they shut the government down, Rex kept his jelly blog, and now he's got his uh, his anarchy COVID blog. So it's it's going it's going great. The one that shocked me was w- when he uh, the woman asked him for directions and said, "I'll show you my boobs." And I heard Rex Bell say cookie. "boobs," and I couldn't believe it <laughs> for toilet paper. He, he's, oh man, Rex working blue. Rex's economy got stimulated. He got a cookie. Oh, so yeah. So I, I don't know. We, Sarah, do we still have a rum money thing? Do we, do we still have coins? Yes. All right. We just emptied it about six or eight months ago. And that's how I know about the machine at first financial. When, when Audrey and I were saving up for our honeymoon, we decided that, uh, not only coins would go into the jar, but also $1 bills. Yeah. And it, it worked. We, we used those on your bachelor party, though. That was different. Yeah. We had like $900 that we could use to spin in Maui. It was pretty sweet. Nice. Is, that, is this, by the way, your alt-right Hawaiian shirt? Yeah, I wore it for the boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, my clan in uh, Call of Duty. Uh, C, hard C. Yeah, C. My, it's called a clan in Call of Duty. Uh, it, <laughs> it, my clan is named Boogaloo2020. <laughs> nice <laughs> i didn't make the very thing, mature i got invited and i thought that's pretty clever so i joined it i joined that team <laughs> all right well that's all we have to talk about tonight this has been fun no you you um, skipped over me oh 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 yeah um it's not important it's it? already uh 828 my list of grievances oh, for okay. boss hog of liberty right, are right. as follows all right here we go the intro is too long Mix agreed. Mix it in sooner. Don't make me agreed. wait for the, there was eight never intended. It was eight never seconds. intended for this. It, you get eight long. seconds of the music. I will have you know that people love it and appreciate it. I Listen, love it too. I've had, I've had good, Listen, Chris, good, great letters. The best I've, letters. I have tried to convince Jeremiah to let the music go over top of the talking at the beginning, which it should. He refuses. Listen, man. Intro if, violation. If you simply start. Uh, if you if you want to do number edit, two, if you want to do the edit, you, you gave can away it. Danny's present to Mark Brim and not to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I should have been the recipients of what was it? Oreos. Oreos. You Oreos. I would I would eat the heck out of some Oreos. Do you do you need them? I will I send don't. producer Sarah out right now. Did Guffy just fat shame me? <sighs> yeah, I think maybe. I think I think a Gu- equate Guffy over there thought maybe you were off the Oreos. Number three. <laughs> Dakota's firstborn was not named after me. No, named after no apology t- there. Named after a town in Mississippi. <laughs> Number four, Jeremiah has no firstborn to name after me, <laughs> and that is because Mason keeps cock blocking Sarah <laughs> on their trips. 
Uh, number five is that you didn't add the bumper music that I sent to you, apparently. I, that's a late addition. Uh, and then you reminded me that you sold a piece of We Are Libertarians heritage to Carly Ernst without, without asking me. Carly I, promised to, to repurpose it and make a podcast. So I loaned... I let a podcast live on. I loaned my equipment to them, and they sold it out from under me without... We thought that we were adding to the wall network. You thought wrong, because... I wanted to keep my board, and then you sold it out. We're in a group chat one day, and Jeremiah goes, and we're going to get 400 for this and 300 for that. I go, that's mine. Not anymore. We, hold on. We never got that much money. I that. know. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, number... Number nine. Number nine, Jeremiah is not inviting me places. He is being a social recluse and not ha- having pool parties this year. Uh, there used to pandemic. be wall pool. It's wall- been a pandemic. Uh, I did notice at the beginning that, of this episode, he said that there was some kind of a pool party going on tomorrow, and I didn't get invited. I didn't well, either. It, you're no. not in the, that club. Uh, a year ago, I visited you. Show you goats, at, <laughs> I, 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 horses. Know a lot about buffalo penis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen to the Patreon to know what that joke is about. Um, it's got something to do with this stuff right here. Um, a year ago, I visited you at Brown County. I've not been invited to your Brown County cabin. That was I, that was a year ago today. I went to rent one earlier this year, and they were not open because of COVID, and I was pissed. <laughs> so, Starve Hall is available. Yeah, uh, I may come down for that. Actually, wasn't um, Governor Holcomb staying at a cabin in Brown County? He uh, has a residence. There's apparently, an official governor's residence. Yeah, apparently the governor's has a residence in Brown County, and no masks needed in Brown County, just like Henry County. Hmm. Is Listen, it only sometimes, for governors? That sometimes, consider? sometimes elected officials get themselves in some hot water. It happens. I would and like Ken and Grace could resign. Yes, I warned all of you people. Now, this is not the uh, opinions of Jeremiah Morrill because he doesn't want to look petty, and he doesn't want to dance on somebody's grave. But you all had the choice. <laughs> you had Jeremiah. You had the boss hog, and you chose this guy who's creeping on young girls on Twitter that were in his high school, and then he's sharing racist memes. You could have had Jeremiah. He only creeps on his friends. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy hosting this show. <laughs> <laughs> Our, uh, uh, Kenan has had a really bad week and, and I'm here and to make it worse. And it continues. Um, I, last I heard he was, uh, he was in Texas on vacation and he was going to quarantine for 14 days. So I, I read that in the paper yesterday and I don't know. And then he was at the planning commission meeting tonight at five. Yeah. Really? saving his behind by one vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a there was a motion to remove Ken and Gray because of his racism at the Henry County Planning Commission. Tonight. And his creepiness. And his creepiness. But it failed for a lack of vote, right? Because there weren't enough yeah, people. Yeah, so we learned because on this people show. people abstained. We did learn on this show that the Planning Commission has to have at least... It's a nine-person deal. You have to have at least five affirmative votes to take any action. That was the situation with the wind ordinance, uh, I don't know, four months ago when the latest wind thing went down. Same committee, same voting process. If you don't have five, then uh, nothing nothing happens. And we got four. And there's, uh, what, one abstained? Is there one or two? Uh, yeah, there's one abstained. One, and one obviously, Kenan voted couldn't no, vote. and then uh, Kenan didn't vote himself. To the abstention, you are a pussy. 
Bet you wear He's a mask. He's a friend of the show. He hired. Us I bet he wears class. a mask in public for fun. <laughs> Actually, just to shame the others. His yes. mask is different. It's a different take on a mask. Is it? Yeah. It's just he, like he yours. doesn't like the ones that come underneath, like they're the ones that go underneath your chin. Yeah. It sounds like there's a personal relationship here. So he should have done the right thing and voted against the man who yeah. beat Jeremiah. Uh, so the the guy that abstained. I'm if he's a sure. real friend of the show, he would have voted against Keenan. That's true. I'm pretty sure he just won't be here anymore. He's going to leave the town. Yeah. He's going he to move out of town. Well, then what did he have to lose? Nothing. His integrity gone. <laughs> All right. Are you, are you, are you through? <laughs> no. Who else can I be mean to? That'll make him. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Let's see. There's a list listen, of names here. Listen, here, if we want to know. List. Roach. Not, not okay with me. No. <laughs> oh, what curly. You, I liked Mo better. Janos, go back to Greece and gray. You, you should have not abstained. What? Yes. He had to. It was a motion about him. About his removal. Oh, well, he should have voted against himself if he had any decency, but he has none. All right. As evidenced by his tweets at I, young I girls thought, about their tan. I thought that you were going to tell the citizens of Henry County the actual news and tell them which one of their, um, which one of the people in the planning commission voted which way. Uh, Roy new. Clark. Good. Tom Green. Great. <laughs> D. Cole. Never heard of her. And Zach Veach. Zach Veach. <laughs> Dale Cole and Elite. All of Beach. them are fine with me. Yeah, so that's the mm-hmm. uh that's the excitement. I'm, glad. I'm happy for Dale. Glad he did that. <laughs> Dale Cole has been a recurring character on this show for years now. We have to, we had a lot of Dale Cole. Sounds on. fake. Uh, no, that's no, legit. Dale, he's legit. Dale's a Dale's a real man. Probably 80, 85 years old. Just carrying on. Well, and he's he voted like to remove Keenan. One he of is the a real most man. active people in the community right now. It is he's the vice chairman of the Democratic Party. Kind of like um, who was Al in Brown County and the Libertarian Al Cox. Al yeah. Cox. Rest very in much, peace. very much like the late Al yep. Cox. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's so you don't have to talk about this. Henry, you can Henry let, County. You can let Chris and I handle it. Here's oh, okay. the fact is, is that Ken and Gray is a creep. Has for years now been posting very distasteful things on his Facebook page, whether it be his personal Facebook page or his, even his official Henry County councilman Facebook page, which is even more gross. If you ask me, despite, despite many of his constituents coming towards him and saying, why are you posting things that have to do with national politics on your Henry County councilman Facebook page? Whenever you're supposed to be representing everybody who lives here. Yeah, the idea of representative government is that, yes, you choose somebody from your side, but they're there to represent all the people that they serve. It's not there to represent their narrow view. That's the problem with Donald Trump is that he is only president of the people that like him. And the problem with Kennan is that despite the my best efforts in 2018, two years ago, to share the things that he was sharing and just showing people, look, if you vote for this man, this is what... This is what you're voting for. Yep. Like make an informed decision. If you're okay with it, then that's one thing. But if you're not, then make sure that other people also know. And that didn't work. And so well, then we also had he was some elected. election issues that year that needed to be addressed. But yeah, but besides people, the point, besides blaming it on something else, he was still He's still a elected. terrible candidate. And he he gets into office and of course the behavior doesn't stop. I knew it was only a matter of time before it bites him. This is the perfect time for it to bite him. And it wasn't surprising at all when it happened. The What got him, the meme that got him, 
was mild compared to many of the things that he has posted in the yep. past two years. So it was, it's been a recurring problem, but the biggest problem is that there's been zero self-awareness and zero humility through the whole process. It's been nothing but lies yep. that come from him and basically even the newspaper saying that he was hacked, saying that he wouldn't be able to make it to meetings because he had a 14 day quarantine. And then he shows up at the planning commission meeting you're hacked. That's just a flat out lie. And because then you apologize for the post later, but you don't actually apologize. You just say that you're sorry that some people were offended, right? You gaslighted lecture them after. Yeah. It it is the entitled attitude that everybody is sick of. Yes, It's the entitlement that because you, Oh, I served my community as vice principal and I, I deserve this and you need to respect me because of my position. Nobody respects politicians. Nobody cares about politicians. And just because you have a party label that will get you 45% of the sycophantic vote, it doesn't mean that everybody has to act like you are intelligent because you're clearly not or a decent human being because you're continually showing you're not a good person. Here's, and then, and then the when everybody calls out that, hey, you're not a good person, and they try to check you, the and entitlement and the pride takes over, and then you get mad at them for pointing out the clear obviousness of your degeneracy. Here's, here's the deal. If you don't like the way that the county council is behaving, and we had the, the entire county council ask for the county coroner to resign about a month ago because he had taken a part-time job at another county during the week during, a, right. during the pandemic – that people were going to die in the county and, and the coroner was not going to be able to perform his job. So the whole council asked for him to resign. There is no way for an elected official in Indiana to get removed unless they die or they resign or they get committed of, convinced of, convicted of a crime. Mm-hmm. There's no mechanism for anybody to be a watchdog other than the voters. So if people are really mad about this, you can put all the pressure you want on Kennan. And I, I fully understand why people are mad, but the people of Henry County voted for him. And he's up for election every four years, which so is a bad reflection you have to, on them. Right. Well, the people of Henry County did it. They had options that we know that, but the people of Henry County have them for another two and a half years. Unless, unless they go to the state and say, you know what? I don't like this system. We need a way to recall. We need a way to have an impeachment. We need, we need a mechanism to be able to remove elected officials. You're You've had this two times in the County now where the people have been unhappy with one of their elected officials, but you have an entire County government that's full of Republicans. Every single person in county government in Henry County is a Republican. So if you want to have any change, you need to talk to your supermajority Republican legislators and say, we want a method to be able to deal with it. And that's exactly the point. The majority has to hold people accountable, especially because we have we have messed up representative democracy so badly. It, and that's sort of what like like the butt Chicago stuff. Do you think really think that black leaders in Chicago are not concerned about black people killing black people. They just can't do anything about it because the majority of this country continues to vote for bad drug laws and horrible crime bills and doesn't care. Keenan, so you understand why I say you're a bad person. I don't know anybody who is as prideful as you that sees yourself superior to others that actually is a person that others like. And there's a reason for that. And this lack of humility on any time a majority rules in an area, 
It's up to the majority to check and say, I don't want this person in charge because this is unacceptable behavior. If you're a Republican that doesn't like Donald Trump, but you never speak up and say anything about it, you're complicit. And that's like, that's what blows my mind is that people who lectured us about the family values of Bill Clinton forever now have completely given up on uh, family values when it comes to them maintaining political power. That level of, of hypocrisy makes everybody completely stunned that you had no values to begin with and that we believe that you were honest. And so what's happening now in this county is a great example for the citizens to stand up and say, enough with pride, enough with you thinking that you're better than other people, that you can denigrate people that live in your community that don't agree with you continually. Not just a one-time slip-up, continually. I've seen a, a lot of bad memes. It, right. And, you know, it's, you know, it's, that's one thing. And it could have all gone away and, to me, have been a non-issue if he went, I didn't realize that this would be hurtful to some of my constituents that I was elected to represent. No, he's and not I'm listening. Sorry. He doesn't care. He doesn't have to care what the, what people that are, under him think because he knows that the majority has his back. And when the majority finally grows a backbone in this country and starts saying to elected leadership, this isn't okay, even though you're on my side, because here's the deal. It's in group out group theory. Everybody in this room is in my in group, right? So it's, it's more impactful. If Jeremiah comes to me and says, Hey, your behavior and what you said or what you did is not good. Well, but see, but that, that's happening, and that's Republican what should happen. Party. Yeah, that's that's happened a lot mm. with the Republican Party here. Now the the GOP leadership, uh, their comments on it, and that appeared in the newspaper weren't great. They weren't what you would expected, but it was at least showing that uh, the, the they problem, recognized an issue. The problem that they have is that every single elected official is a member of that party. Mm-hmm. So right. trying to trying to put out a statement that reflects every one of them, all seven of the council members are Republicans. Right. So having him uh, essentially, if they want to win the public relations side, they can't speak as the party. The individual council people need to speak for themselves right. because yeah. you're not going to be able and to we've get seen that happen. You're not going to Republican you've had a few of them weigh in Republican council member at large. Clay Morgan came out, made a couple of Facebook posts explicitly condemning his uh, his basically he didn't even just condemn the one meme because the one meme's not the problem yeah it's the behavior the behavior right and that's what that's what he came out against and clay did a great job he was very articulate like he always is very professional like he always is and uh, laid it out better than what i could and you know it might not be that Kennan is an outright racist or a bigot. He could just be ignorant. But the fact that he defends the behavior, it's is that what he's makes it it willfully ignorant. That is the problem. Right. And it's, if you're in a position where you cross that line, yeah. of ignorance to willful ignorance and not wanting to listen to another side, because if you're a leader, part of being a leader is listening to the people that you serve. So, the the big problem here but is see, that there's a problem with the, that because it's not in if you are a person who has held a position of authority for decades 
then you don't look at a position at a leadership position as a public servant position. Yeah. It is a, it is another place to have authority. It's, it's an entitlement at a certain point. It's, it's a noble, it's a position of nobility. Yeah. Like a Kenan's welcome to come on the show and talk about it. He can defend himself. But he never, he never, his quarantine is you you offered to have him come on, but he doesn't want to be challenged. And this is part of the problem. This is the challenge that I'd make to my fellow Christians in this community. When you have somebody who is willfully, willfully, willfully ignorant, who is stubborn, who is prideful, who is demeaning, who is insulting, who is putting down those who are marginalized, who is not willing to listen to those who are marginalized and stand up for them. You have a person who is in direct conflict with the teachings of Jesus Christ. And yet, because he is a Republican, you'll let him off the hook. And so and at a certain point, probably be reelected in you become complicit in the sin instead of standing up and correcting the behavior and standing up for the teachings of Christ. And that is part of why so many people are turning away from the church. So this is a moment for Christian leaders in this community to stand up for what our values teach. It's not about cancel culture. This is a person who doesn't reflect the values of Henry County as I've learned about them in my many travels to this county. Well, we'll see what happens. Like like I said, the... <laughs> there, there is no removal mechanism. Ken and Gray is on the Kendrick County Council as long as he wants to be until the next election. I don't think anything's going to change there. Mm-hmm. Um, people can pressure people. I, I'm. It sounds like there may be a protest on Saturday, and there may be uh, at the next council meeting potentially another protest and folks trying to get on but the agenda. The to, problem with, with at that point people with that mindset is that the protests will have the opposite effect. It, it always does. In that in that example of the Klan. Temperance was the Catholic newspaper. The Fiery Cross was the the Klan newspaper in the state. And someone broke into Klan headquarters and stole the rolls of the Klan, and Temperance printed it. And what that did is that reinforced the notion that the Catholics were out to take over the state and to get regular Americans. And so it swelled the rolls. So if you're going to protest, be mindful of the reactionary mind don't you know that's where if you're going to protest out of somebody's house outside of somebody's house you're doing that person a favor you're not helping your cause yeah you know and so how you protest matters as much as if you're protesting absolutely yeah that's a that's so a what big would deal. you recommend for constituents that are angry and upset by his behavior to do they should they should reach out to him personally not just not him I, I think so. I, I think you, you reach out to him, but you, you personally meet or call everyone on that body and have a conversation with them in a polite manner. Because then show up at the next meeting. And show up at the meeting. It's inter, interpersonal relationships are everything in local politics. And shouting, being angry, being, doing these big stunts, that doesn't have an effect. Politely having a conversation and connecting on a human level with a representative has a real impactful because then they don't see you as the other. You're not part of the out group. It's going back to the in group out group thing. Nancy Pelosi has to def- oppose Donald Trump. It, it means nothing because it's just how the out groups handle each other. It's when, you know, James Mattis criticizes Donald Trump that everybody goes, Oh, or John Bolton who has bona fides as a Republican criticism. That's when it carries weight. You know, if, if a Democrat, 
who I've never met is criticizing me. It doesn't carry as much weight as Jeremiah criticizing me, but Jeremiah is going to do it in a way that is personal and productive because he understands who I am and cares about me. Right. Think about that. Exactly right. The folks, the folks that have been weighing in on this controversy are not the regular political types, right? right? Today, the newspaper printed the statements from the Democrat and the Republican parties, but the individuals that have been driving this issue on social media have not been the elected officials or the politicos. It's been standard non-political folks in the community that are former students or constituents that are upset. Um, so that, and that's why it's gotten so much attention. It's not if the talking heads of the community or the same 15 people that show up at every meeting are complaining about it. It's actually new people that are interested. And that's, that's what drives, that's what actually drives change. Because the world of demeaning people, the world of dominating people through politics, that world is over. And the world of peaceful cooperation, the peace of, of conversation of unity, that is the future. And Anybody who wants to hold on to the culture of we're white, so we're in charge, like Keenan does, that's over. That doesn't exist anymore. You can you can fight tooth and nail all you want, but the reality is that your community no longer wants that. The future of this community doesn't want that. They don't want someone like Keenan, who is in the position of leadership, demeaning other cultures and other people. It's not cancel culture. It's holding somebody accountable for their statements. You don't have license to just do and say whatever you want anymore. I'm not sure this county's moving forward that fast because I also hear the planning commission said no to uh, new cell phone towers today. So I, I'm not sure that Henry County's moving it forward that quickly. Christopher. No, we are. We're probably not getting T-Mobile. I think T-Mobile got canceled tonight. You're lucky. I T-Mobile's think, trash. I think T-Mobile. T- T-Mobile T-Mabie. died. Yeah. Sorry, rip, rip Chris Gold. Team maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, it's almost nine o'clock. We probably ought to wrap the show up here. Um, normally what we do is we go around the room. We talk to everybody, give them a chance to plug whatever they're doing. Uh, producer Sarah. Uh, Guffy. Uh, uh, covering for Chris. What do we know? Anything? Um, no self-promotion activities needed here. But I think the biggest thing to remember in situations like this is whenever there's a pattern of behavior, like, that is something that is obviously a problem. And I think the people that need to talk to him and really get through to him, because I know I can't because my husband ran against him in an election, <laughs> like the people that need to, don't worry. Uh, his wife feels him, the same. I'm sure I know, <laughs> but, but the people that will get through to him or the ones that are actually going to make a difference are aware of the situation. And I hope it's being handled but I also know that, you know, in this particular situation, the public, uh, the whole public viewing of it has not, like, that just hasn't happened. There hasn't been a giant it's statement just, from the Republican Party, aside from the little bit in the news article. That was, was it. better than what I expected. It was slightly better than what I expected, but at the same time, I wish it would not have been as... The Libertarian permissive. Party of Henry County didn't give a statement. Were they contacted at all? No, but the Democrats did. I saw that. But, I mean, that's the end of my final thoughts. I'm just kind of, it's just a disappointment. I'm not the chairman, so I can't make that decision. Who's the chairman? Uh, That would be... Chairperson. Lisa Crosby. Chairwoman. Lisa Crosby. Get her on the phone! I love Lisa. Katrin. Lisa Katrin. Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, It it should basically, it's basically, the position should be uh, what Joe Jorgensen said. Which is? It's not enough to be passively not racist you should be actively anti-racist wow marxist 
<laughs> on that. All right. Final it's, thoughts. Chris. It's not a Marxist term. There are Marxists who are anti-war, but that does not mean that everyone that is anti-war is Marxist. They're non-adventurists like libertarians. It's, also, you, Marx was a racist. Yeah, you can be you can be anti-racist, which means the following: stand up for your friends when uh, to your friends when they're saying something racist. If you run a bank, give loans to black people. If you work at a at a place and they're not hiring black people and you know it, say something like. It's, it, it isn't that hard. This is, we can, we have to build, when it comes to issues of the heart, when it comes to issues of personal decency, there is no law that can fix any of that. And so we have to, we have to build the world that we want to live we in. We have to make it like being a pedophile. <laughs> if someone says something mildly racist, you look at them like someone said, I love 13 year olds. That's too f- <laughs> And you go, what Too the far. hell is wrong with you? Get out of my house. <laughs> no, I think it, here's the thing. It's it's like we all know the rules from when we were kids. Don't hit people. Don't take other people's stuff. Don't don't be mean to people for the color of their skin. Like I was taught that. I don't know about you guys. But like, like at the end of the day, when you sit down and you have conversations with people who are from other cultures or other belief systems or other religions – they all want the exact same thing. Like I had a conversation with my pat down co-host Dion about socialized medicine. We couldn't be further apart on how you get to the same end goal that we agreed on. We both want everybody to have low cost, easily accessible, affordable healthcare that is top quality that takes care of children and families and elderly, the elderly. Like we want the same it's just, thing. It's just that government can't do it. They'll really want to do it, but they won't ever do it right. And, and he doesn't agree with me on that part. But we at least agree on the same thing. Like, you know, the, what would you think about it if states did it though, instead of the federal government? Fine, because then you can move. You know you what I mean? Move. Like, you can. There can be right. There can be. Um, You've got some options. Yeah, yeah. But my point is that you have to live with other cultures. You have to live with other people. You have to live with Republicans if you're Democrats. Like, let's all just be nice to each other and give each other some space. But when somebody gets out of line, don't be afraid to step up and say. This isn't appropriate. And I think it's a good sign that this planning commission did that to him because 10 years, 20, 30 years ago, that probably wouldn't have happened. And it only happened because enough people put pressure on their representatives to do the right thing. The Doughboy situation, the, the, all these kerfuffles that you guys talk about every single week, it's all public opinion driven. And that's the way it's supposed to be in America. Like Confederate statues, in my opinion, need to be taken down, but not by mobs. What, what a representative democracy does is it gives voice to every group in the society so they can be heard and listened to. And then the rational, reasonable discussion based uh, that comes out of the decision, like everybody's heard and there's a process to rectifying problems in a society, you know, a mob tearing down a statue, for instance, alienates a certain portion or a large portion of the, you know, and so what's happening in Henry County in a lot of respects is positive because the people are being heard and these things are being taken up and maybe the things that you wanted to happen aren't happening, but at least there's a conversation happening and people are engaged more than ever before in your county politics. And that's a really good thing. I hope it lasts. I hope people stay involved. Yeah. It, it is disheartening because I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it from the same person for two years. 
Yeah. And hopefully people remember and it, it takes in two the, years. It took the current political climate and racial tension in this country to get it the attention that it needed. Yes. And it shouldn't have gotten that far. Chris, how do people follow you? You're on the Ms. Pat podcast. You got Weird Libertarians. So how are all the ways they find you? Just uh, go to weirdlibertarians.com for all that stuff. Follow me on any social media. You can go to, like, if you go to my Instagram or my Twitter, there's a link, and you can access all my podcasts and all the stuff from uh, my link tree there. Dakota, final thoughts? Um, I don't have a whole lot. Um, uh, first of all, I want to say that uh, Joe Divine with uh, Divine Painting LLC, who, he is the guy that painted the studio, the exterior of the studio. He also came out and he painted um, my house. He did my gutters, downspouts, shutters, and exterior doors, including the garage door. And he was very reasonable in price. He did it very quickly, but he also did an amazing job. It was very, very well done. My gutters and my soffit, it looks, I got, they were brown because they're old. And it genuinely looks like I just have new white gutters and soffit on my house. He did an amazing job. Amazing yeah, the building looks great. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the, the, the exterior of this building is, is fantastic. Yeah. We are a shining example of uh, of downtown Newcastle. I just got a message on Facebook from my friend Dan. Public outrage over Councilman's Facebook post from the Courier Times. Do you remember when the libertarians were trolling this guy? I go, I'm literally <laughs> doing that on a podcast right now. <laughs> so 8.54 from Dan. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's, uh, it's quite, the, quite the world we live in. And uh, also, I... Um, well, actually, that's about it. We weren't trolling the guy. We were running a... Uh, I was, there was a candidate. Uh, I was trolling. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. You were, you yeah. were trouble. Um, there was one... There were, the candidate in the race didn't do anything as far as trolling went. Yeah. He just ran a campaign. And then all of a sudden, it became Jeremiah's minions were after him. And the libs, he kept, he kept hey. calling us libs because he wanted people to associate libertarians with liberals. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Okay. Uh, <laughs> final thoughts no, for me. Jeremiah really admitted he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, we are, we are, Jeremiah we are pregnant with Kenneth for two and a half more years, and we're going to have to have the baby together. So Not we're you get people. Through. I live in uh, Marion County. You know what? Kenan has never been mean to me. But well, and the other thing is, like, he does his job as a councilman. That yeah, that's the other thing. He's one is of the more Clay active Morgan, councilmen. Like I was saying, mm-hmm. who was calling him out about his social media posts. Whenever I talked to Clay, he's like, he as far as the duties of the council, which is fiscal issues, he's very very good at it. All right, cool. He's a C minus student, Great. which is like, all right, so whatever couple things for me real quick and final thoughts. Uh, Sarah and I were a part of the Henry County 4-H Fair this last week. We work with the junior leaders. Uh, the community helped uh, us still do a virtual pie auction. Every year, the, uh, the 4-H club, the kids, on this show. The, the kids <laughs> I haven't come heard the in. words pie auction in my life. <laughs> the kids come in and they, uh, they, they bake pies and they go to a charity. Uh, we raised the most money we've raised since the year 2016 in the virtual cherry pie or pie auction. There's only one cherry pie, which is disappointing. With only nine pies. Nine kids. And they raised $1,520. Eight goes kids. Towards eight. Eight. One kid brought two pies. Okay. Quit correcting I'm, me, producer Chris. I'm glad uh, that I didn't bid on any of those pies. I definitely wouldn't win. $1,520 yeah. uh, were raised. And they How go to There was a maple bourbon Forage. pie. Yeah. That uh, maple bourbon peach pie. And I thought that sounds 
fantastic. I love bourbon recipe? and I love peaches. And I thought, I'm going to get that. And then I got on. There were no bids at the present time. However, the buy it now price was $175. And I thought, it's way too rich for my blood. That one wound up selling for over $200. No, Holy that cow. one went at the auction at the buy it now. Okay, the maple right. bur- maple I swear to God, if she doesn't stop correcting me, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> I'm just never let the dad. truth get in the way of a sigh? good story. Do you hear the sigh from the producer's desk? <laughs> Sarah, blink twice if you need a place to stay. <laughs> I'm fine. This I'm is told, my, if I'm I were not we're fine, happy. I wouldn't be correcting him. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mouth off. Fifteen hundred and twenty dollars were raised. That's fantastic. Very excited. Uh, looking forward to next year when we get to it again, hopefully in person with a real auction. But uh, the county uh, 4-H group overcame in a social distancing fair. They've worked very hard. They've still had their livestock events. They've still done the the things that matter to make sure the kids have a fair. And they still raised $1,500. So I'm proud of that one. Uh, next week's show, Thursday, uh, Chase promises to be here uh, because we've booked Joey Molinero verified Twitter Joey Molinero is a Barstool Sports will be here next week. Be, he works for Barstool now, does he? Yeah. Congratulations to Joey. One of the worst interns I ever had at Bob and Tom. <laughs> so, so Joey is going to be on and Joey had a real night, a really bad night last night because he's one of those verified Twitter guys and they couldn't tweet for a couple of hours. All oh. the verified people got shut off. I'm really pissed off that Joey's verified. And you're not. not. Yeah. I know. It's, yeah. uh, it's That's petty. Bullshit. It's really petty of you, Chris. It's not petty. It's, it's just unfair. History <laughs> is not fair. All right. That's enough of this. We'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to the Boss Hog of Liberty, which is part of the We Are Libertarians network. I am Chris Spangle, and I am the founder of this network. And I invite you to listen to all of our shows, which you can find at wearelibertarians.com or by searching for these in your podcatcher. The flagship show is the We Are Libertarians podcast, where we apply libertarian principles to current events. The Brian Nichols Show is a conversation amongst Republicans, Democrats, Libertarians, Independents, as they talk about what is happening in the news. And we have many other podcasts like The Chris Spangle Show, Upward, The Cost, Raw Audio Politics, Miranda's World, and Tad Talk, which is quite a ride. So check all of these out. Go to WeAreLibertarians.com and you can check out all of our great podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Get our other shows at WeAreLibertarians.com.